Help me. Sitting here and I was looking at my sermon and my topic. And I'm going to stick with the same topic, but I think I'm going to change everything else. If you don't mind. Well, we don't mind because y'all don't know what I was going to preach on to start with. I'll tell you what I was going to preach on to start with, and I still might get there. just don't know how far I'm going to get. It was spiritual. This morning, he started talking about all the different battles. And, he, and I said, man, the man's stealing some of my thunder. And, and, and he got talking about he, all these different battles throughout history and how every one of them had an outcome that affected us one way or another and, and and how if one battle would have turned another way we might not be speaking english might be speaking french or we might be speaking german or even japanese different things and you know every battle that happens has a reason and a purpose and an outcome that's affected all of us and and throughout scriptures paul is warning about these battles and, and I'm going to go somewhere else completely. In Ephesians chapter 6, he, he, he was telling them to get ready and in the Lord and in the power of his might. And we could have stopped right there because if, if you could do that, if you could be strong in his power and in his might, you wouldn't have to worry about battles. You wouldn't have to worry about things because God would be in charge of everything. He fights our battles for us. And sometimes we forget that and, and it's important to realize that. But, but he goes on, he says next, he says, put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. He warns us, he says, if you ain't got it all when Satan attacks, boy, you're in trouble. Man, like this, the other day I went outside, I was going to go to the mailbox, and, and, and I was going to run out there right quick, but I didn't have any shoes on. And, and, and I got a squirrel in my yard. That's about as big as a house cat, and it loves to eat nuts wherever I'm going. And it had eaten them right outside where I had to go to the other mailbox. So I go run across that thing. And I was about in tears, Jimmy, when I took two steps. Now it was it, it, the neighbors were probably laughing, so I stopped and I just eased back in. Went and got my shoes because I realized I made a mistake. And you think about we Satan the same way. We go into battle. We don't take everything we ought to. We're not prepared. And when Satan comes at us, boy, we, we flounder. We, we flop around like a fish out of water, not realizing how bad off we are. Because he, he tells us, he says, put it on. He said, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So Paul kind of gives you a picture. It ain't pretty out there. And the battle's rough. And sometimes you might think, well, Satan's got it all. He's going to win. Well, it's been fought, and the battle's already been won, but we still have to keep going. You can't stop. Now take your Bibles if you're if you're Ephesians, flip over a little bit. We're gonna go to First Thessalonians. We're gonna look at First Thessalonians and and we're gonna kind of jump around in it some. And like I said, I'm not even gonna kind of look at my notes. I had a I had a, a way to fight the battle, and one of them was examine yourself and different things like that. We still might do some of that, but but God just kind of as I listened to the songs we were singing this morning, did you did you did you pay any attention to, it or did you just mouth the words? And sometimes, well, some of them don't even mouth the words. You just stand there and look like it's killing you to hear everybody around you singing. If you're up here listening to me, I understand that. But man, we're making joyful 
noise unto the Lord. You ought to enjoy part of worship. Yeah, let me tell you, well, I don't like singing that much. We're going to have a hard time when you get to heaven. Let me go ahead and tell you that right now. Because let me tell you, we get there, we're going to worship, we're going to be with the Lord, and, and all these problems you got, man, you better well put them aside and get ready. But here you're here on the earth this morning, and, and we, we sung songs about the things he's done for us. I mean, if you listen to it, man, God has done some wonderful things, and he helps us in these battles we go in. And if you're in First Thessalonians, go to chapter 3, get just a second, and I want you to look at verse 8 of First Thessalonians chapter 3. And it says this, it says, for now... We live if you stand fast in the Lord. For now we live if you stand fast. Spiritual battle is you got to be ready. And if you're not ready, you're in bad shape. It's like if you you might have a car, you might have the best car there ever was, but if you don't put gas in that thing, guess what? It ain't going to Standing fast in the Lord, Christian, you ain't going nowhere because Satan's already got you that you can do this. You know, one of the biggest lies the devil tells us, Jimmy, is that we got it. We can handle it. We can do it. And, and he does that. You can do it. You got you strong. You, 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 you man. You no, I'll go ahead and tell you this. No, you can't. You can't do it. When you try to do it, you, you mess it up. You need to let Lord, you need to be, be standing fast. Well, how do you stand fast with the Lord? Let me ask you a question. Do you ever talk to him? Do you ever get in a conversation with him? Because prayer is one of the main things we ought to do. On Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings, we're studying prayer. I urge you to come join us on Sunday school on Wednesday night Bible study because we're going through prayer. Whereas I got like 20 different things we're going to go through about prayer. So come and join us as we talk about me standing up here beating my gums to death. We talk about it. So come on and join us. But, but if you ain't talking to him, let me tell you what you're doing. You're missing out. If your prayer life is non-existent, you need to. So well, I'm not real sure how to pray. Just start like you're talking to me. Just say, "Hey, Lord, it's me. I'm checking in. I just wanted, I just wanted to talk to you. Let you know, hey, I'm here for whatever you need. Be, be submissive to the Lord. Once you get that, how many of you are listening to what He says? So, well, I've never heard an audible voice. Well, hey, have you ever read His Word? Because He talks to us through that. Sometimes He talks to you through dreams. He talks to everybody a little bit different. But are you li willing to listen to what He says to you? You got to have that conversation. To stand fast, you got to talk to Him, and then you got to be willing to grow. You know, one of the things that most Christians are afraid of growth. Well, if I get too close to the Lord, he might call me to be a missionary. Well, with a heart like that, you probably ain't got to worry about it. But if you've got a willing heart, God will use you. Hey, and the best thing about it is he equips those he uses. He don't just put you in something you can't handle. He equips you. Now, the battle's rough sometimes, but he's always there. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So are you willing to be used what God wants you to do? It might just be he wants you to be a prayer warrior. First, you got to get talking to him. And you might be one that, that people don't have. If I, go, if I ask you to pray, you're going to pray. You're going to earnestly seek him. So, and another thing is, is you got to put the world aside, amen? You know what the problem with a lot of us is? Is we like to play in the mud and wonder why we get dirty, amen? But let me tell you, if you're out there and sin, you need to get away from it. You need to repent. Repent doesn't mean just confess it. It means turn away from it and get away from it. 
When you repent from something, you don't continue to do it. You don't say, oh, you know, it, it, it's like a little kid. Hey, my, I'm sorry. And then you turn around, that little stinker's doing it again. That's not repentance. You, you realize we do God the same way. You repent. Say, Lord, I know it's wrong. I want to turn and say, preacher, I have tried. Well, maybe you ain't talking to him enough overcome this sin to overcome this problem that has got me it's got me in chains and i want to be free from it when you're really serious about it he'll help you put it aside and let me tell you it's sometimes putting things aside is hard because satan's over here dangling and saying well you remember this you remember you like this you know uh, i i tell you i i'm on a diet now and, and so you still fat. I know I am, but I'm working on it. But I tell you, there, it is a hard thing to put aside things that you really like. I I I love bread, and and I don't care what what it is. Some of the them fake breads, I could eat this shell, and it'd be more 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 better to eat than the bread they get you. But hey, I'm learning. I'm learning. There's things other than what I like. It's taking an awful lot. And boy, there's some temptations. There are days I want to just, just say, I, I don't care. But I, I, I want to do what I need to do. It took some. It, it, it took a, a doctor really getting in my face before I listened. Sometimes that's what it takes for us as a Christian. It takes a problem to really present itself in your life before you're willing to surrender to the Lord. And make the changes in your life. They're not always easy. And I tell you, it always never fails. The, 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 when I first started this, Jimmy, the first day I started this, God brought donuts to work. I said, man, you know how cruel that is? They said, don't you want one? And I'm like, no, I don't. And I really did. I'd have ate the donut, licked the box, and then ate it too. I really want one. But I, had to, I, had, I couldn't do it. You see, I, I, I made it, I, I said, Lord, I'm going I'm to change. So, see, Satan's going to dangle it out there, and you're going to think, well, I can, I, I, I can do it. No, you can't. Stand fast in the Lord. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God means taking up that, that shield of faith so that you can overcome these things. Now, now listen, Paul, Paul goes on in, in, in verse Chapter 4 of 1 Thessalonians and verse 1, he says this. He says, furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and extort you by the Lord Jesus, that as we have received of us how we ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. Paul said, Lord, I, you gave me an example to be. Show me how to walk in front of people. So that, that I can abound. And I want people to understand that's the way we're supposed to. We're supposed to abound more and more. Abound means to become more and more. You've got to work at it. You, gotta, you, you can't just stop and say, hey, well, I've done my share. You know, I, 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 I remember somebody saying that one time. I said, well, you don't understand. I'm older than you. I said, well, okay, I understand that. That's obvious. Oh, but I've been serving the Lord since so-and-so. So why did you quit? Is what I wanted to say. Well, I know you can't do what you do, but guess what? You're still breathing. You're still on the side of the side. You should still be serving Him with everything you got. If all you could do is just, hey, show up and smile, then show up and smile. 
you know, wave at people as they drive by on Sunday morning and go, hey, you're missing out. And, and if that's what God wants you to do, then. But the problem is we don't abound more. Well, we're like, we got content. You never stop growing. You never stop maturing. Unless you stop. Because God don't want you. He says abound more and more. You got to work at becoming more like him. And it's a constant battle. It's a constant thing. You can't just say, well, I finally reached it. No, it, 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 it's like this. When I was talking to my doctor, he said, what's your goal? Wait. So I told him, he says, what are you going to do when you get there? He says, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. We're going to set another goal. He says, so this is just the first of many goals in your life. If you're willing to change, we'll see. He says, then we'll make it a goal to do something else. He said, the day you stop be the day I'm going to go ahead and let you die. Boy, you put it plainly. You know, in some way, Christian, when you stop, you start dying spiritually. You need to abound more and more. Christ has called us to do that. Look at verse 12 of chapter 4. He said this, that you may walk honestly towards them that are without, that you have lack of nothing. He was telling them to walk with holy. He called them into holiness. And he says, you need to, to walk honestly towards them that are without because you need to show what being a child of God is about. And when you do that, he says, you'll lack nothing. That doesn't mean he's going to give you all kinds of stuff. That means he's going to supply you what you need to be what he wants you to be. You know what I realized? Uh, he, he, he gave me the ability to talk to people. And that's not something that comes naturally. He gave me the ability to stand up and preach his gospel. And that's not something that comes naturally. I wish sometimes he gave me a little bit more. Something here, something there. But hey, he gave me exactly what I needed to do what he wants me to do. But you know what? The more I do, the more he'll give me. So he said, I want you to be my lighthouse. I want you to be that city on a hill. You've been called to it. When you accepted Christ into your heart, you were called to be that city on the hill. He says, I want you to do more. I'm going to give you the ability to do it. And let me tell you, somebody says, well, when does it stop? Oh, I'm going to get to that too. Listen to this. In verse 16 of chapter 4. It says, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. With the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Woo, that's some good stuff right there. That's why Paul wrote right after that, so comfort one another with these words. He said, there's coming a day that you're finally going to reach the ultimate maturity. You're finally going to reach everything your potential could be, and that's when I come to get you. Either you're going to come to me, or I'm going to come to get you, one of the two. When you take your last breath, guess what? There's no more maturing because that you you could do on this side of uh, this side of heaven when he comes and gets us you've done everything you could do on this side of heaven but then we're in heaven for eternity 
How do you want to face the Lord? Well, I wished I would have. I should have. I could have, but I did not. Or do you want to say, Lord, here I am. I tried my best. And he says, welcome home, my good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I'll make you the Lord over many. Notice what he said. He said, you were faithful over a few things. Are you faithful over those few things that God has given you to do? Are you trying to be what he wants you to be? All right, now we're getting into the message, amen? Let's look at the next chapter. Now I want you to start in, 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 in verse number, let's see where we're going to start over here. Let, let, let's just look at verse uh, 16. That's a short verse. We're going to do a couple of them right here. When, while, until that day comes, here's a few things you need to be working on. You need to rejoice evermore. How many of you rejoice that you're a child of God? When was the last time you just stood up and said, thank you, Lord, that I'm born again. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I was a wretch. A wretch. I wasn't nothing, but you died on the cross for me. Me, who ain't worthy of anything, who ain't nothing but a sinner, you gave me grace through salvation. And because of you, I know where I'm going. I don't know about y'all. When I asked Jesus in my heart, hey, I might not have knew everything. I didn't know the Bible, but get what I knew that Jesus loved me and man that was the most important thing to find out that somebody loved me and he saved me and I asked him into my heart now there's been times that what you said because you, you need to start thinking about what you're doing child but he still loves me Jimmy I mess up he still loves me he's still there with me he, he's always there and that ought to give me the ability to rejoice some of us wouldn't know how to rejoice and there was a sign and explanation. Here's how you do it. Really? Because we don't want to get excited the fact that you are going to heaven. Think about that. You get eternity and you're going to hell. So we ought to rejoice with the fact that we're not going there where the Bible says that the worm never dies and your thirst is never quenched and you're in torment day and out and you're alone without God think about that we're going to be in his presence forever that ought to be something to make you rejoice if you can't rejoice you say well my back hurts my feet hurt my little toe keeps cramping well don't worry about that rejoice of where you're going to end up amen and be excited about it he says to pray without ceasing how many of you continuously pray in your heart how many of you got that attitude that God is right there with you you ever thought about this he is right there with you in everything you do when you got saved that old man moved out the holy spirit moved in and everything you do christ is right there that ought to make us pray a whole lot more knowing the holy spirit dwells in us and sees everything we do we ought to be in a prayerful attitude saying one if nothing else lord forgive me lord i didn't mean it lord lord bless me and help me to do what i need to do we ought to kind of get excited about that pray without ceasing he said he said this next one he said in everything not just the things you want to not just the good stuff not just the great stuff but in everything give thanks Get th I mean, hey, if you woke up and your back was hurting, give thanks that it was hurting and you on this side the side still got one more day, amen? If things ain't going your way, just get excited. Say, Lord, I need to give thanks for the fact that if nothing else, I'm going to heaven. You know, that's our problem. We get all, we get all down and depressed. Hey, I'm the one of the world's worst. I get down, I get all mully girly, I get underneath my pity party tree, and, and you know, you don't believe me, just ask my sweetie pie. She'll tell you that I do, and I, 
And every once in a while, she has to come over and start kicking me. Get out from that thing. And the Lord said, come on, you ain't. You ought to be rejoicing and thanking God in everything. Because let me tell you, when you do, when the good stuff, Amen. Because you've got a thankful heart. You've got a thankful attitude. And if you ain't got one, you need to be in the altar saying, Lord, help me take his old stony heart out and put a one of flesh back in because Satan's done got hold of me. He done beat me down and I'm already depressed and I can't be thankful. And God, mind you what you can be thankful for. You need to get a checkup, amen, to, to see what's going on and say, Lord, just, just show me why my heart ain't thankful like it ought to. Why ain't I praying like I ought to? Why am I not rejoicing? Because one, you ain't giving thanks to the fact that you're still alive. You ought to get a little excited. Listen to the words the next part of that verse that said this. It says, for this, if nothing else, you want to know why you ought to do it? Because this is the will of God for you. I mean, I mean listen to this. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning who? Concerning you. God says, I want you to be thankful. Be thankful for the fact that you're my child. Be thankful for the fact that I'm with you always. Be thankful, amen. And we ought to do that because if the next one says, quench not the spirit. If you can't be thankful, you ain't doing nothing but quenching the spirit. If you ever smelt a campfire that's been put out, right after everything stinks. Oh, well, it get wet. There was a there was a house down the street by Mama, and we went by yesterday. It, got, it burnt down. Well, it didn't burn all the way down, but it's still partially standing. Down, guess what? You smell an old burned-up house. Let me tell you, the problem with some of you, you quench the spirit, and that's how you smell like old wet wood. Fire's been put out. You ain't got nothing exciting. When was the last time the Holy Spirit why? Well, you say, well, let's be a man. Let me think. If you got to think about it, maybe you've been quenching the spirit in your life. Maybe that's the one thing you ought to be an altar. Say, Lord, put it, put a new fire in me, and let me get excited every once in a while. Let me realize the fact that I'm not doing what I need to do. I'm more of a sinful man than I am a, a, a born again believer. Some of us, like I said, can be finding out what's your problem. I've got the same problem you got, and we need to get it fixed. Amen. We need to be closer to the Lord. We got to quit worrying about what we're doing and worry why we ain't doing stuff for Him. That's one of us instead of Jesus Christ, and we're looking at the wrong things. And we want we wonder why people say, "Hey, we gonna come to church, me church?" Well, have you ever looked at yourself sometimes? I wish we had a mirror up here. Behind me, and, and, and as I preach, some of you going. I mean, we look just as downright to, like we never smile. We sing songs about joy. We sing songs about God helping us, and some of you look like it was hurting. Now, like I said, if I understood, I was singing to you. That, that's bad enough. That hurt my ear. But she still sang. She still smiled. So she put up me. That person behind you singing off key just sang louder than them. And you can get in the joy of it. Amen. Some of you ought to realize that you don't look joyful. You don't look like you, you, you're killing the spirit. Because, I mean, hey, come to church. What do you do? We just sit there and do this. I mean, really. When was the last time you got excited about coming? When was the last time you got ready to be here? 
I mean, we, we quench the Spirit. We don't rejoice. I mean, you despise not to prophesy. You, you, you can't stand to hear the preacher speak. Poor Jimmy gets spit on a good bit, but he still sits on the front row. I mean, some of you don't even like to hear the Word of God. So, well, when you, when you always talking about me. Well, my, well, well, maybe you need to get an altar and get that fixed. You think about that. I mean, really. Because here's what you can do. I, I, I'm wanting to get to one. I got to hurry. Listen, listen. The next one says, prove all things. Prove all things. How many of you studied the word enough that if I told you something, you knew it was true? You ever realize it? It's just because I'm saying it from the pulpit, don't make it so. You need to be finding out in the Word, amen? I could be telling you all kind of lies, but if you ain't reading God's Word, you ain't proving a thing I'm saying. That's true, because I just told you what it said. Prove all things. How I many of you study the Word? It don't matter when I'm preaching about it about yourself. We were talking to Sunday school this morning, and somebody said this. Says that I, they were talking about their daily Bible study, and they said they just did it to get it over with. And they got in trouble with people. How many of you do that? Did it to get it over with? Oh, I read the word. Can you tell what you read this week? Tell you what I preached last week. It's today. But let me ask a question. Are you proving what God says? When you prove it, you do it. It's an action. Because listen to the rest of that sentence. Listen to the rest of the sentence. Listen to what it says. It says, prove all things. Then once you prove all things, it says, hold fast that which is good. Let me tell you what's good. Rejoicing evermore. Praying without ceasing. Giving thanks and everything. Quenching not the spirit. That's good. Hold on to that. Here's the last one. We're going to stop after this one. Well, maybe we will. Abstain from all. Get that key word. All appearances of evil. What Paul's saying, you think about what you're fixing to do. You think about what you're fixing to say. If Jesus is standing right there beside you, would you do it or would you say it? Think about that. Because in truth and reality, if you're a child of God, guess what? He is. If it looks bad, get away from it. You see, because here, here's the thing. The Bible tells us that God gives you a way out of every temptation that there is. Every temptation, there's a way out. It's not always the easy way, but there's a way out. But you want to know the best way out of temptation? Never put yourself in a compromising situation that you would have to worry about. If you could do those first verses, if you can rejoice, if you can pray without ceasing, if you can be thankful, that one there won't be nothing because you're already in the right frame of mind as a child of God. And the battle that we fight the battle that goes on every day, you'll win because you're in the right frame of mind. Now, let me tell you, Satan's going to attack you harder and harder because he does not Christian. But when you realize that Christ has already overcome the world, there's nothing he can't throw at you that you ain't going to be able to handle because God's with you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. 
That doesn't mean the battle's going to stop. It just means, hey, you can handle it. Because that after the battle, when the battle's over, you're closer than you were before. It's better than it was before. Because you made it through that one. Doesn't mean you're going to be out of the next one. But hey, you'll say, I can go into the next one. Put on the whole armor. Do what God says. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, as we come to you this morning, Father, there are people here fighting battles. There are those that are watching us and listening to us that are fighting battles. And Father, the thing is they're not doing what they should be. Lord, I know that I've been there. I've allowed Satan to win the battle before it ever started. I've lost many battles because I didn't put on my whole armor. I've lost many battles because my attitude was wrong. So, Father, this morning, the one that's fighting the battle, help them to put on the armor. Help them to be where they need to be. Father, there's some that needs to be in the altar confessing sins to you. There's some that need to ask for forgiveness from other people. There's some that just need to surrender completely to you. Whatever it is, Father, I pray this morning you'll tug at the heartstrings they have and let them see them as you see them. Father, have your way in this invitation. In the Lord's name I pray. Amen. As you stand to your feet, we're going to sing page. As we sing page 109, the altar is open.